Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 210, Regulating Our Feelings. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Aren't these episodes so fun where we just talk about our feelings all the time? And we talk about our feelings, we talk about our feelings. Well, guess why we talk about our feelings? Because I went to the Googles to talk about emotions and study emotions. And guess what they said? You will not believe this. Every human experiences 400 emotional experiences every single day. 400! What in the world? There are 34,000 emotions on the emotional wheel. Okay, that makes me cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs when I think about that. 34,000. The primary eight that they talk about are anger, fear, sadness, joy, disgust, surprise, trust, and anticipation. Um, what? 34,000? I thought they'd say like 30 or 40. First of all, I was shocked that we experience 400, we have 400 emotional experiences per day. 400! There's only 24 hours in a day. I don't know how many minutes there are, but that feels like a different emotion every couple minutes. No wonder we feel like we're on a roller coaster. No wonder our kids do too. And then they think something's gone wrong when they have one of those 400 emotions that do not please mommy or daddy. So let yourself off the hook. My kids experience those 400 emotional experiences every day. As do yours, as do your neighbors, as do the kids you see on Facebook. I promise on a stack of Bibles, nothing has gone wrong. If I can normalize one thing for you, it's normalizing tricky emotions happen in all humans. Some people are better about stuffing them. Literally, they stuff them through food, through alcohol, through sleeping, through inactivity, overworking, alcohol, smoking. I think I repeated some, but you get the point. So as I was studying this, my good pal Lorraine sent me a bulletin board that they had in her child's school, and I almost fell out of my ottoman. <laughs> I love my ottoman, and I saw this bulletin board when I was sitting in my ottoman, and I literally almost fell out. My jaw went down, I, I, my jaw dropped, and I put my hand over my mouth. Like, oh my goodness, yes. And it all stems from the movie Inside Out. Inside Out is such a great movie for kids and also for an adult to see what feelings and emotions are all about. Because if you were raised in a home that did not talk about feelings and emotions, guess what? You're like most families that grew up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I think it just came onto the brink. I don't know if they were talking about it back then, but it wasn't something that was talked about a lot back in the day. Maybe it was, and I just wasn't part of that conversation, but I am obsessed with teaching parents how to regulate their own emotions so they can help their kids regulate their emotions. So you're like, Kelly, get to the bulletin board. We're not, we're not talking about you, girlfriend. 
So it's a bulletin board and it's titled Feelings Headquarters, okay? There's five emotions on this bulletin board. If you want a picture of it, send me an email. I will send you a picture that Lorraine sent me. And the first one is fear. The second one is anger. The third one is sadness. The fourth one is disgust. And the fifth one is joy. Because we just accept kids to be joyful all the time. I promise that's not a realistic expectation and don't set yourself up for failure. And don't expect yourself to feel joy all the time either. So under each emotion, so to speak, it talks about the purpose of that emotion. So underneath fear, it says the purpose is to keep you safe. We always talk if we're in a back alley, we want fear because if a big bear comes out, we want fear to kick in so we know what to do. We don't want to be paralyzed there and be like, oh my goodness, there's a bear. I feel no fear. Emotions are part of the human experience. And then underneath what the purpose is, it normalizes feelings. It says how to deal with fear. Talk to a trusted grown-up about why you are afraid. Think good thoughts. Breathe slowly. Write down your thoughts. And you know how I'm always talking about emotional regulation and how important it is for our kids and also for ourselves and not to get it right all the time. I see this quote on Instagram, of course, and it says, if a child can do advanced math, speak multiple languages and get top grades in school, but can't manage their emotions, practice conflict resolution, handle stress, none of that other stuff is really going to matter. Add sports to that list. If your kid is amazing at baseball, golf, volleyball, soccer, hockey, lacrosse, cheerleading, dance, baton twirling, bowling, darts, axe throwing, If they're amazing at that, but they can't manage their emotions when things don't go their way, practice conflict resolution with their teammates and coach, handle stress on or off the court or field or gym, none of that other stuff is really going to matter. This is why this should be at the heart of all of our homes and at the center. It should be the heartbeat of our homes is teaching all of this. And if you weren't taught it, that's okay. You can learn it. I promise. It takes a lot of practice and on-the-job training but it is so worth it because then you teach it to your kids and they're so much easier to learn these things and they can teach us a lot of things. So giving them strategies to fill up their toolbox. The next one is anger. The purpose is to keep things fair. Sometimes you're playing a board game and someone skips your turn or they say they rolled a five and they go six spots. That doesn't feel very fair. So it's normal to feel anger. We want to normalize this as much as humanly possible. Says how to deal. Take deep breaths, count to 20, take a break from the situation, talk to a friend, move your body, hug a stuffed animal or pet. Now, was the child supposed to do all of those things? Absolutely not. But that's why you want to give them a lot of strategies because every child and every human is different. And so one child might want to hug the stuffed animal and use that as a strategy, while the other one might want to listen to meditation music or Christian music or count to 20. So you just teach them a lot of different strategies and then they pull from the ones out of their toolbox that help them. And neither of them are better or worse than the other. The next one, they talk about sadness. The purpose is to signal others when you need help and support. I love crying and I'm always telling my kids it's okay to cry, get it out. That's normal. You're not gonna raise a crybaby if you encourage your kids to cry when they're on the verge of it. If you've ever on the verge of tears and someone tells you to stop crying, does it work? No, it makes you feel worse. They're not gonna cry forever. And a lot of times, the more you allow them to cry, the less they cry. It's so bizarre. How do I know? Because for five years, I don't want my kids to ever cry and they cried more than I've ever experienced in my lifetime. Like I think the house was flooded many days. 
how to deal with sadness. Talk to a trusted grown-up or friend. Think about something that makes you happy. Draw or color, listen to music, or spend some time outside. Our kids are just feeling stress. And I've never gone one day in my human adult life where I haven't felt stress before. So it's that management of that stress and normalization of that stress that helps them manage it. A lot of times if they think they shouldn't feel the stress, it makes it more stressful. Holding the beach ball underneath the water is more painful than just letting the water take the beach ball and do what it wants with it. And then it's over before it started. Lily, for some reason, does not like that saying. Gray doesn't like the saying, let's not say we did. Like he's like, hey, let's go to Disney World. I'm like, yeah, let's not say we did. He's like, oh my gosh, mom, that's lying. So funny. That was a little side note. My ADD is kicking in. The next one is disgust. It says the purpose is to prevent you from being poisoned both physically and socially. Ooh, that's a good description. How to deal. Remove yourself from the situation. Talk about the situation. Think before you act. Do something that makes you feel good. Aren't these amazing strategies? And you're teaching a plethora of them so they can pull from them the ones they want. Just like when they're teaching, re we're teaching reading. We don't just teach one thing, sound it out. Guess what? You can't sound out the word the. Give them lots of strategies when they're learning how to read, just like you want to, so they know what to do when they get to a word they don't know how to sound out. You teach them a lot of strategies when they get to an emotion they don't know what to do with. The next one we all love, but it's not realistic to feel it all the time, is joy. The purpose is to keep you happy, functioning, and positive. How to deal. Say something nice to a friend. Help someone else. Make a new friend. Keep doing what you're doing that brings you joy. Aren't those good, tangible ways of helping our kids? And then they can decide, oh, wait, I'm, I'm feeling this. These are some strategies that can help. And you'll notice that a lot of those strategies, they will work for most of the different emotions. Those were just examples given for sadness or fear or anger, but they can, they're very, they can cross-pollinate and work for many different emotions. So the number one way to teach it is to learn it first yourself and model and embody it. You're going to talk about it with your kids during calm waters. A lot of times we try to do the natural consequences and we try to reason with them when they are in the red zone. Do not engage, D-N-E, do not engage with them when they're in the red zone. Do not try to use logic and reason because they're in their lower part of the brain. They cannot use logic and reasoning in that moment. They're drunk on emotion. If you've ever talked to someone who's had too much to drink, you know what I'm talking about when I say drunk. It's not a good time to have a logical discussion. Just like if you've ever been in the red zone, it's not a good time. You want to help them recognize when they're little, use picture wheels, use picture cards, and happy, sad, mad, glad. Start very basic. As they get older, you add emotions onto it. Are we going to introduce our kids to 34,000 emotions? Are all 400 that they're going to experience per day? No. Put them in the general categories. The older they are, the more they can understand. The younger they are, the less they can understand as far as happy, sad, glad, mad, or just happy, sad. Validate, 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 normalize, normalize, normalize. If I could say that over and over and over, I would. Because the more that we can take the stigma out of tricky emotions being bad, the less impact they'll have on the kids. Like, oh, this is part of the human experience. NBD, it's able to let things roll off their shoulders a little bit. Allow them to express while you're teaching them strategies of what to do when they're feeling the tricky emotions. And if you don't know what you do during your tricky emotions, look to see what you do during stress. Out of all those examples that I gave, practice doing those for yourself first so you can teach them to your kids. Because when they have a pack of strategies, they're going to pull from them, and then they're going to also pull different strategies for different settings, whether they're on the court, on the field, at school, at a friend's house, at home, in their room, playing video games, with their dog, with their sibling, with their parent. 
I could go on and on. They're in so many different settings. So they need a lot of different strategies to practice. And when they have lots of strategies and you have lots of strategies that you're modeling and embodying, it's a two-way street. It's a mirroring event. It takes the stress out of the home. It does not make it disappear. It just makes it smaller, lighter, and fluffier. And guess what you have? You have more harmony in the home. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, Lorraine. Hey, mamas. Thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really wanna fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, What was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening? I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.